0: <clears throat> hey welcome back to media snack live from new york um so stick with us we're going to look at you know what's going on with the pitch market what's some of the implications that maybe you need to be thinking about and then finally what what should marketers be thinking and maybe doing um as part of this within the idea of pitching all coming up on today's media snack
1: welcome to media snack the live weekly show where we unpack the important questions you all have about media agencies, marketing, and more. If you are new to the channel, it's great to have you join us. Please subscribe to get alerts of all upcoming weekly episodes.
0: Right? Do you like my new voiceover?
2: look at that. Mm. So I barely recognize you.
0: Yeah, exactly. Right. Let's get into this. So, uh, there's lots of talk at the moment around uh, you know, p- pitches being at breaking point, agencies being at breaking point, combined with the talent crisis. Uh, might be convenient to start pointing a finger at the pitch process, perhaps uh, as being a p- kind of source of strain on on agencies. But the truth, it, you know, we see a lot of pitches. Truth is that uh, it can it can be better. I'm sure we hear some horror stories of of agencies that have gone through some bad pitch pro- you know yeah. uh, pitch experiences um so as we talk through this as always we'd love to know what you think so please leave the comments down below um you can participate in the chat we're streaming live uh, as always uh, and always what we ask is you know what's going on what are the implications that maybe you need to know regarding the pitch market and and really just some we try and prompt some thinking about what marketers might be wanting to think about this kind of stuff because it's not always easy to know how to navigate um so let's start with that so uh David, what's going on? So
2: um, pitching is there's always a there's always a, a rumble around pitching the pitch market, especially going into you know Q2. Um, but what has raised the topic of pitching higher, I think, on the industry agenda is the fact that two of the great trade bodies in the UK, ISBA, which is the trade body for the advertisers, yeah. and the IPA, which is in the US it would be the equivalent of the 4a so the the trade body that represents the agencies yeah. have come together collaborated and launched an initiative called pitch positive pledge okay now so their idea their ambition for this is to kind of tackle the the seismic challenges and the some of the the more delinquent behaviors that are exhibited in some of the pitches that take place. Now, this is not simply on media, so they're not focusing their guns and their attention only on the media industry. This is, this is an industry-wide initiative, so it takes into consideration creative pitches, PR pitches, production pitches, and media pitches. Okay, So the idea is to um, try and make the, the process of pitching a more positive experience for everybody involved, okay? That's, the, that's what they're sort of trying to, to, yeah. to do. And what they're looking to do is they're looking to try and bring best practice, both from a client perspective, an intermediary perspective, and an agency perspective, to try and create a, a, an environment where pitching is better. And what the initial stage of this is they want advertisers, agencies, intermediaries, anybody within the industry to sign up to this pledge And there are three very simple commitments as part of this pledge. The first is be positive a pitch is required. So this is more focused on the on the brand side. Right. So have a clear understanding as to the reason you are going to tender. Make sure that there is uh, a reasonable
0: argument for going to tender. number two let me me just add it to that sorry because we want to be as helpful as possible we will link down below we have a really good piece of resource on this which are the six reasons i think it's called the six and only six reasons you should ever call an agency pitch um i don't know whether that's right or not but it's pretty good um a lot of people like reading that so we'll link that down below because if you're thinking about okay well what's a good reason or not yeah we've explained it yeah so the reason you got to pitch, make sure that there is a positive reason for that.
2: Number two, run a positive pitch. Make sure that the components and the process itself is as positive and as engaging as possible. And number three is provide a positive resolution. Now, this surprised me, OK, when I thought, I mean, at the end of all pitches, I'm assuming the winners and the losers are informed. I mean, they certainly are in a very considered way on the pitches that we run. But I attended one of the initial workshops that, that Isbar and the IPA held in defining what these pledges were. And some of the horror stories, in particular around perhaps some of the creative and PR pitches, where you know the agencies go through this, this hugely expensive and distractive process, an involved process. And then the client just drifts away. It, it, they ghost them. They don't even inform these agencies whether there's been a resolution. I find, I find it absolutely astonishing. So those are the three pledges that they are asking the, the, the industry to
0: to commit to. Yeah. Good. So, so let's think some of the implications. Yeah. I mean, the, the implication should be a good, you know, should be positive. Right. Is that anytime and you referenced the, the trade bodies over here in the US, anytime, you know, ISBAR and IPA collaborating on something, anytime in the US that we get the ANA and the 4As collaborating on something, that's good. So the first thing is that that's a positive thing. And actually I should say, while this discussion is triggered by the work that the ISBAR, the UK associations are doing, um, I know that, you know, Matt at the 4As and Greg at the ANA are collaborating on similar pitch principles and they are they believe as well in, in the in the in the value of good collaboration between these things so in terms of positive outcome um you know, positive is that we're actually talking about it which is really good yes. Uh, yes. so thank you trade bodies for making this to happen i should call out i mean and we you know we fully support isbar's initiative here but they've done this before like we we actually were involved i don't know when it was it was six seven years ago maybe they had a thing called the good Pitch Guide. Which was is another Isbar initiative. We went and presented a whole bunch of different things. I remember standing at the IPA presenting to a whole bunch of marketers about you know uh, some good pitch principles, all of these kind of things. They're all positive things, but what really what does it, impact does it make? Uh, you know, I think so, the risk is sometimes that the agencies feel like, well, we've we've complained to the IPA, so like okay, the IPA can go and fix it, and really what they need to do is change the behaviour of the Isbar clients, and then the Isbar advertisers would hire a firm like us and say, okay, make us good at pitching. And so we bring, we we are the implementers often of those pitch principles. As a business, we've, you know, we've been running pitches amongst other things successfully for the last 10 years. We have our own principles. We have standards, I would argue, that go exceed what the trade bodies are talking about because the trade bodies are saying, oh, you know, can we just be nice? Can we have feedback? You know, can we, can we do this in a slightly better way? We say like fundamental. You've, you know, and we—if you're a—if you're a follower, a viewer of, of Media Snack, and you've seen, even recently, we've been doing lots of lots of episodes about good practice, good great practice in pitches, right? Yeah. Understanding the dynamics. How do you need to behave as an advertiser? How do you get the best out of it? All this stuff. We have standards um, that we uphold. Uh, so we see these kind of pledges, and we think, okay, fine. The, to us, this is. Without sounding patronising or dismissive about it, this is like using this is entry level. This is this is, you know, at the very least what you would expect. Now that's not denigrating the fact that some agencies, and it's as you say, it seems to be in the field of creative and, and PR less so in media. I think media's got a bit more discipline, okay. uh, hopefully, over the last few years, which is good to see. Uh, you know, the bad behaviour I think tends to be advertiser run pitches when they run themselves, because maybe they don't appreciate sometimes the implications on the agency and the workload and how to behave. It's just, they just don't know what's expected of them necessarily. And maybe that's where firms like us can help just steer you in the right direction and keep you on track just to at least fulfill some of these, you know, be compliant with some of these basic principles. Um, So it's been done before. Is it going to change anything? It really has to, you know, it has to be implemented now. The there's a, a risk, you know, you, I read the, I read the, in terms of the implications, I read the the principles of this, and I, s- I see the, all the different op-eds and vox pops that are going on in the trade press from agency leaders saying, you know, pitching's broken, pitching's broken. Um, but let's be clear, agency leadership loves pitching. Agency leadership loves pitching. And I'll tell you why agency leadership loves pitching, and that's not easy to say, Uh is whilst it's a strain on resource, whilst it's you know stressful period, um, and they would love to for pitching to be easier for them, uh, which I concede it should be, and they should get all this basic good feedback. Agency CEOs love pitching, and you know we've been in leadership roles in agencies. You're conditioned to know that pitching is the pitching is it's almost like the purpose of the agency. Sometimes it just feels like it's the lifeblood of the agency. It's what you know you feel very privileged as a as a you know as a junior or mid-level person in an agency to be kind of invited to be part of a core pitch team it was it's like a rite of passage in an agency maybe some advertisers don't appreciate that you know uh, agency ceos particularly part those that are part of companies which are you know publicly traded or holding companies you know they're measured on growth they're really measured on the growth of operating margin and uh, they know that if you listen to analyst calls for any of the big holding companies, right? Any of the big agency groups, listen to an analyst call. If they've won a piece of business, it's called out, it's named on an analyst call. Like it's news to shareholders. Oh, we've won this following big client, okay? It's stories that agencies tell themselves. And if they didn't have any pitches, I'm not sure what agencies' stories what agencies would tell about themselves. Right? That it's the best story agencies can tell about themselves. So. And as a CEO, agency CEO, you just want to to fight pitches and you want to win pitches because careers are made in pitches. Reputations are forged in pitches. Teams are created in pitches. You know, loyalty and integrity and trust and all of these things, they don't happen in the office on a day-to-day basis. They happen in the trenches of a pitch. Mm -hmm. And we've been been part of that on the agency side. And it's exciting. I used to call new business, when I used to run new business for big agencies, it's like an extreme sport. It's like an adrenaline sport. It's kind of fun. It's fun when you're in your 20s, certainly. It gets harder as you get older. <coughs> um, but from a CEO, a pitch tests how good your product is, how good your people are, and leadership generally see them as positive. And it's very hard for an agency CEO to say no to a pitch, although they're getting better. They're getting more discerning. And we, we've been strong advocates of agencies being more discerning about pitches than ever. The, the, where it gets difficult for agency leadership is, is twofold. One is if you're a bit tight of talent, and now right now it's a talent crisis in the, in the industry, which I think we all acknowledge, um, which across all agencies is very acute in media, but all agencies are, are, are struggling with a bit of a talent challenge. When you're a bit light on people, pitching is a real problem, real headache, because you've got to either spread your resource very thin, and you lower your chances of winning, um or you have to be very disciplined about what you go what you pitch for and because you've got you much far more finite resources (coughs) excuse me and you have to be aware of the kind of the pitch the cost and the implications of pitching uh so for the ceo right now a bit light on talent lots of pitching opportunities um you know maybe it's easy to say oh the pitch process is so is so bad it's all broken um but really talent is light and in some agencies maybe they've offloaded I should say it's a bit of a brutal word to use but I mean they let go of people a lot of people last year and they've been slow to hire a Mac and now it's a bit of a talent crisis uh so it's, it's in some places a bit of a self-made problem uh also uh you know you've got to get a net positive as an agency CEO so I was talking to a, an agency leader this week who was saying, you know, we've had an amazing run of business, but then admitted privately, they've also lost a load of business. So he was like, net, you know, net gain is, we're kind of there, but the story's good. Yeah. You know, as an agency CEO, if you didn't win any new business, but you just held on to the clients that you had, that would be seen as a bad year, right? You wouldn't be a hero. That's the mentality in agencies. You've got to change that. Yeah you know, it's not okay to be losing business and then replacing it with shiny new clients. That's not, and that doesn't give your teams the, the 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 encouragement, you know. You've got to be investing in a relationship. You cannot be losing business and you cannot be allowing your, you shouldn't be allowing your clients to go to pitch, you know, frankly. Um, and if they do go to pitch, I think some kind of initiatives, I think the IPA have talked about this, you know, it's interesting idea of, you know, incumbent agencies if you're if you have a client that goes up for pitch should you defend it i mean i think some kind of framework that allows you to make that decision and actually challenges the advertiser to not drag incumbent agencies through a pitch if they're not going to retain it yeah would save a huge amount of resource and pain and i think that's where some of the negative feeling comes from um so things that an agency leadership can be doing uh you know, don't underservice your client with talents thin, don't underservice your existing clients chasing new clients. You know, that's a recipe for you know zero net gain and, and, uh, you know, not good growth. So far better agency culture, I think an agency leadership and incentives KPIs have got to be much more on investing the relationship over service your existing clients, don't give your clients an excuse to pitch. Um, and then you wouldn't be complaining about pitches. And then you know, if things that do come along, you can be far more discerning, then you can be far more discerning, because you don't need to win.
2: Yeah,
0: far more discerning about the ones that you go for and go for ones which you think are good, you know, best way of killing off a bad pitch is just don't don't take part in it. You know, don't take part in it. When that advertiser realizes that no agencies want to tender for their business because of their reputation, or They've hired a consultant that agencies don't like or trust, or they're trying to do it themselves, and the agencies don't believe that it's, this is going to end well. Don't do it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the easiest way to to kill off bad pitches. Don't do them. Um, okay, I should kind of wrap up a little bit now. The uh, there's been some criticism. Some people say, look, this is just you know we're shining a light on bad pitches, but there's not a lot of not enough you know focus on you know, practical examples. I would call out actually the work that the ANA and the 4As are doing, which is quite practical and guidelines-based. Isbar have got guideline, pitch pitch guidelines, which yeah. are really good. Um, and their resource, the resource, we should call that out, pitchpositivepledge.co.uk. Go and have a read of that because it's quite helpful. Um, what I would leave you with, the implication is, is uh, that, you know, I think agencies got to be a bit more discerning about what they do with the talent that they've got. Okay. You can't spread it too thin and then complain about the quality of pitches. Um, we we cannot have uh, pitch processes abusing the goodwill and resource and the investments of agencies. Okay. It's got to be a respectful process. I would say the biggest, biggest implication to, to get this right is to invest in relationships and consider the long-term and invest more in existing clients, and invest more in existing people. Okay, which means there will probably be a bit less pitching, which is probably good for everybody. Um, so that's kind of implication from a broader sense. Looking, I mean, I'm taking really a CEO agency CEO perspective, but to you, what should a marketer be thinking about this? Does it do? It need to matter. I mean, does well? Does it
2: yeah, I think it. I think it does. I mean, we, we operate in a fairly rarefied space here at cons because when we work with brands. You know they considered the the reason to pitch you know they 're engaging with us because they see the value that we can add in, creating a strategic media review and the agencies I think I hope kind of respect our involvement in kind of pitches so So many of the kind of pledges that that, that are being dropped here actually don 't really relate probably to the clients that, that we 're dealing with because they already kind of tick those boxes but but as a as a marketing community. I think absolutely committing to these pledges is the right thing because you're committing to good practice when it comes to to pitching. As you say, it's the lifeblood of the industry, right? Many marketeers have either come from the agencies or they may end up on the agency side. So they'll appreciate that. So the first thing is absolutely commit to it because it's the right thing to do. But then take that practicality. How do you, if you are going into a pitch, what are the practical things that you need to do in order to make sure that your pitch is the most productive, constructive, and engaging you can possibly be, not just for the people internally that are going to be involved in in the pitch from the brand side, but also from the agency side. Have a strategic vision. Make sure you prepare properly. Make sure that you have a, a strategic process that stress tests all of the things that you think are going to be really important for your agency partners in the future. And treat the agencies and the process with as much respect as you possibly can. Because this is not, you're not looking to find a a service provider. You're looking to find a strategic partner. And
0: that requires thought and real consideration. Yeah, indeed. With many of the clients, not all of the advertisers that we work with over the years in pitching, when they get to the end of the process, they appreciate the scale of the undertaking. And I don't mean the workload, but they, you know, the, in, in median advertising, we get used to talking about millions and tens of millions, hundreds of millions, billions of dollars. And it it becomes, you you forget actually how significant these are. These are really significant strategic contracts between, you know, the advertiser and a key partner, a key partner. And, you know, if, if that does touch media, you're talking about some of that company's largest single investment each year, and if it's creative or digital pi it's just strategically hugely important these relationships and you get to the end of that process and they go well wow, this was you know a it was a good process really thorough thank you very much needed help definitely because it was it is a bit of work um, but it it creates a good partnership and a good relationship that adds value over time you know We've said it many times on MediaSnack, but you don't go shopping for an agency. You don't just kind of browse the aisles, pick one off the shelf. And it's not, it's not an impulse purchase. It has to be well-considered. You're designing an agency solution to meet the needs of your the, of your organization. And, and it's always going to be focused on some form of success and growth. It's worth putting the time in and it's really worth doing it properly. Yeah. Exactly. It's really worth doing it properly. So thank you, Isbar. Thank you, IPA, for again, kind of you know, helping lead the way to set better standards in this kind of thing. Um, We've got some links we'll leave down below, as I said, where we've touched on this stuff before. If you have comments, uh, we'd love to hear them. So please feel free to leave a comment down below. Um, If you like this episode, please give us a thumbs up and it helps other people find the channel. But that is your media snack for this week. Uh, See you next week.
2: Bye for now.
1: Media Snack is brought to you each week by ID Cons, the award winning growth consultancy specializing in media and advertising. We help advertisers on a life cycle to growth in three service areas capabilities, partnerships, and optimization that transform your marketing investments into real company growth. Whether you are upgrading your internal media capabilities, planning an agency pitch, want to learn new best practices, or simply get better performance from your marketing investments, you can find more at idcoms.com slash growth.